Hello, my name is Katie and welcome to the Salita podcast, Notes on Tears and Chaos. Before jumping into this week's episode, I wanted to give a bit of a backstory as to why I wanted to talk about this this week. And also, I have a really bad habit of messing up in the first few seconds of recording and starting all over. And I want to stop doing that. I want to stop repeating what I said just because I didn't say it the way that I wanted to or didn't go exact way that I planned it to or I have a kind of a habit I guess of misenunciating my words is that even a word misenunciating but I will stutter a lot and I won't say words correctly and they'll come out wrong and yeah I'm just gonna learn how to accept that part of me and be okay with you know not starting over even though something's not perfect But anyways, the other day I was procrastinating my sleep as I usually do and I was just scrolling through YouTube, my old YouTube history, just going down memory lane and I stumbled upon my old YouTube videos, which throughout my time with YouTube, I have had many YouTube channels. I've had many eras in which I have recorded videos, uploaded them onto YouTube obviously with the hopes of going viral, being the next YouTube sensation. Um, Clearly that did not work out, but I would just always keep going back to it because it was something that everybody wanted to do. I mean, I think that's such a common thing is that everyone tried to do YouTube videos at one point in their life, but there are two in particular that I wanted to point out because they're the ones that actually still kind of exist, I would say, even though the videos are privated. The first channel was a react channel it was for my fangirling stages and i started that channel my senior year of high school so when i was like 17 and i went on with it until maybe i was almost 19 around that so i had that channel for a while and i actually did get a lot of traction from that channel because i would react to popular boy bands and album releases and everything and I was just on top of my shit because it was something that I actually enjoyed doing. I remember thinking, oh, I wish I had recorded my reaction to seeing this for the first time because I used to have really big reactions to my favorite artists or albums that would come out and everything. So I started doing that and I went along with it for a while. I tried to do my own little thing with that channel, but the thing with the react channel is that people really wanted me to react to specific artists and specific things and they might have been a little bit too niche or I just didn't want to become a reactor specifically for one artist. I wanted to do it for everybody, but it wasn't always like I was getting traction for everybody that I wanted. And I was becoming more frustrated with not being able to express how I am without having to react. So like my own personal ideas. So that's pretty much why I stopped doing that channel, even though I actually gained like, I think I reached like 1700 subscribers which is pretty wild. It's actually really cool, but short-lived. Not as short-lived as my second channel, which I started at the end of 2020, November 2020-ish, which was more about me. And it was just commentary, whatever I wanted to talk about, any ideas that would pop into my head, pretty much just my outlet for whatever I wanted to talk about. And she was very, very short-lived. A few episodes or videos, I'm so used to the podcast saying episodes, but anyways, very few videos. And I remember the frustration that went into that channel because 
I had been using Adobe Premiere Pro and I really liked that I was able to do so much more with my editing, but that software crashes so much and my poor little Mac couldn't handle it and I was just so pissed off at how much time it took to edit 14 minute videos. Ugh, it just was such a headache, but being able to look at them, I was able to admire the girl that I was in those two videos because they were two very separate girls in two very separate parts of their lives. And I could become familiar with some parts of them because I feel like some parts of them obviously are still within me, but there was definitely something missing, something that I, I didn't remember anymore as to how I acted and the behavior that I gave off, I guess. I just know that I put a lot of effort into those videos, but I wasn't completely authentic because in my React channel, I had a lot of editing that was more geared towards the Emma Chamberlain style of editing because she was popping off at that time and all of this like really weird, quirky, funny editing stuff, which was really fun to do, but I was also recording on iMovie, so I didn't have much going on with me there, but it was like the more weird and off-putting and unprofessional this is, the better. And it was fun. Whereas the second channel was a lot more pristine and polished and I was watching a lot of Kelly Stamps at this time and she was what inspired me to start my YouTube that time around. So a lot of her personality was expressed through me because I was trying to pretty much copy everything that she was doing because she was popping off as well. So there was a little bit of inauthenticity there, but it was interesting because the things that I talked about in my second channel are still the same things that I kind of talk about now in my podcast now. The same opinions, the same stories, and it's like, oh my god, girl, like you've already talked about this and I still bring it up. And that's probably just because those things that I wanted to talk about were such a big part of me and maybe I haven't completely gotten over some of those things or I haven't completely worked through them and so there's still a very pressing pressing issue for me but all in all it was the same quirky kind of girl that was in these two youtube channels because I had the fangirling stage and obviously that's gonna have its own little like weird oh my god like I love this album I love this song like that's my husband you know stuff like that but then whereas the other channel was trying to be more serious and I was still doing these like little weird quirky things because that's what Kelly Stamps did but at some point it was still me being my weird trying to be funny self I guess and I don't think I have that within me anymore I think I don't know it's kind of sad to say to to say that like my quirky side is gone but like low-key because some of the things that I would see in those videos were kind of cringe. But at the same time, like I could admire myself watching those videos, even though I thought some of them were really bad. I was like, you know what? I'm actually thoroughly entertained. And I wish I had recorded more, honestly, especially on my second channel. I wanted to hear more about what I wanted to say, what was important to me at that time, because I think I really, really lost that um, in the last year of what is really true to me what am i really thinking about am i being influenced by the stuff that is going on around me or is this my actual pure authentic thoughts so i think some part of that girl has been lost but 
what going through this little journey through my YouTube videos at two o'clock in the morning made me think about was who am I? And I have talked about this on the podcast before, pretty much the first episode where I was like, hey, I started this podcast because I don't know who I am and I'm trying to figure it out. And I think the more episodes I put out, the more I can understand myself a little bit more and the more I've started realizing some things. And as I go on, I hope to uncover more about myself. And, you know, I'm still a work in progress. I'm on this journey of rediscovery and trying to figure out who I am. But I still have those questions of who am I? Who did I used to be? Who am I now? And who have I always been? Who is still in there within me, even though I feel like so much has changed in just a few years? Who has been there within me the whole time to my core? And that's going to be pretty much my true authentic self, but I still think a lot of that is missing. So I wanted to dive into that. So at my core, I have been struggling with trying to figure out what really is authentic to me because I have just been so insecure lately and so obsessed with other people and putting other people on such a high pedestal and valuing other people over myself that I've just kind of lost myself. And what watching my videos has made me realize is that I have always been a creative. I have always been someone that wants to create something. I'm a writer. I'm a storyteller. I have always wanted to make those YouTube videos. And for what? You know, like, what is the sole purpose? Because I don't think the main gist of it is to have that success, that fame, and that recognition. I think that is part of it. And for a long time, I did want that fame and recognition. I wanted to be an actress when I was in middle school and high school. That was like my dream job. I want to be an actress. That was like, I was such a big dreamer. So I really, really thought that was what was in store for me, that I was just going to be this big name in Hollywood. And I wanted that fame because I think I was just very lonely and I still am. But at that point, I just really wanted the attention that famous people get because I didn't ever want to feel entirely alone because I thought like, hey, if I'm famous, I have fans and they're going to love me regardless. They're going to love me unconditionally. And, you know, I really, really wanted that. And now I think a level of fame like that would really set me over the edge. But I still want some recognition because I think for so long I was just kind of pushed to the side, always been disregarded and not really heard So I have always wanted someone to just listen and I think that's pretty evident with me starting a podcast and in one of my old YouTube bios, I put, this is the place where I can talk without being interrupted, which still happens. It still happens to me just because I don't really put myself out there and I just kind of let people talk all over me sometimes and then if I try to like stop them and be like yo i was saying something it comes off really aggressive so i'm really trying to find that balance but doing this podcast has been very therapeutic for me to talk about whatever i want and not worry about you know is someone listening but yes i have always wanted to just create something and put something out there i've just always been this artistic kind of person and i'm seeing that now i'm seeing that 
with more admiration of how I always try to do those YouTube videos and I just learned that YouTube was not the platform for me but it's something that I always wanted to do it was just the most available outlet because it seemed a lot more easier it wasn't like Instagram where everybody that I knew was following me and they knew that I was trying to do something and I didn't like that and TikTok has been very hard to figure out for me personally so I'm really struggling with that and so content creation itself is fun but it is a struggle when you're not getting that traction and with that in mind I think I'm also someone that has always had a lot of thoughts and as someone that has a lot of thoughts but is very afraid to speak on them a lot of the times it's frustrating it's discouraging and I guess I'm not really able to express them when it comes to other people and that's something that I realized in the past year I would just kind of shut down if I was ever in the position where I needed to kind of explain what I was feeling or what I was thinking I would just be like mm, I'm just I'm just gonna not say anything which is bad you don't do that you don't give people the silent treatment I know that now but with a lot of thoughts comes a lot of emotions and that is also something that I have always been at my core is an emotional person and a lot of people have shamed me for this I've always been told you're too sensitive you're too emotional you're too this you're too that and it really sucks because I wish I could stop like I'm a cancer if you believe in that or you don't whatever but if you don't know cancers get a reputation for being crybabies they get a reputation for crying all the time being little big crybabies and I don't want to feed into that little stereotype because there's so much more to cancers in my opinion love cancers love you guys but I just cry so much and that to the point where it's like come on like you can't tell me this is not like some part of my zodiac that I'm just so over emotional sometimes and a lot of people have said that cancers are manipulators because they use their tears to manipulate people and I'm like do I do that like I don't know if I do that I just will start crying if I'm comfortable crying around you I'll just do it and sometimes I'm not comfortable and I hate it when I start tearing up in front of someone it fucking sucks so crying is both therapeutic for me and very very exhausting but my emotions have definitely been shunned a lot and I've just been shown a lot by a lot of people that I need to keep all of that within me they don't really want to hear what I have to say a lot of the times they don't want to deal with my emotions so I just just I've just kind of learned to keep that in most of the time, I guess, which for people that know me might not think is true because I will call people all the time sobbing, but I'm not always going to call someone when I'm in the mental breakdown. I will just deal with it on my own. And so there's a lot of times where I've just dealt with things by myself and I've had to feel my feelings and sit with them and be like, I don't like this. I don't know what's going on, but I... I'm an emotional person and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with feeling your feelings. So yes, that is who I am. I am a creative and I am a very pensive person and I am emotional. And when it comes to my projects, specifically with those YouTube videos, there was a level of perfection that I tried to achieve, um, which is why I really enjoy this whole podcast format because it feels a lot more comfortable I feel like it feels a lot less intense because the time limit isn't as strict 
and I've really been abusing that recently and with YouTube it's like you have to hit something like a, an algorithm you need to have videos that are 10 minutes long over 10 minutes long they have to do this they have to do that they're so much more quick and polished and I think with podcasts I've just been able to be a little bit more calm but I have been losing that because I forgot that I can just let myself breathe and pause to think in the podcast and not have to edit those parts out so in more recent episodes I hear myself just continuously talking and talking and talking and talking one thought after the next and I'm like yo chill the fuck out like let yourself breathe let it sit for a moment let people just kind of sit with what you're saying but it's like no I don't want to pass a certain time limit but it's like who gives a fuck like who cares so I've definitely had to re-remind myself like hey you're allowed to stutter you're allowed to have pauses you're allowed to say things that are more human you know you're not this like robot that has to fit this format so that you can get more views and you can get more likes like YouTube is a fun platform but it's so much more stressful I think instead of like regular podcasting and i also put these videos on youtube if you're just listening i also record the podcast and i put them on youtube i put them on instagram and tiktok and everything so i do kind of dabble in it but it's not my main form of like promotion i suppose it's just something that in case you're more of a visual person it's here and i try to like promote it a little bit but it's not my main thing and i've been slowly getting some attention on it but it's not something that I have to particular worry about. Like if I want to just leave spaces in between, I will do that. So I really have to get back into doing that. And there is a little bit of shame that comes with my, my passion projects sometimes because I don't want people to shit on me and I know I shouldn't let them shit on me, but it's hard sometimes. It's hard to not think about all the people that are watching you. And sometimes it feels like, it's hard to be authentic when you know people are watching you because what do they want to see from you? What are they going to think? And I just saw something on TikTok like just now tonight about how content creation in itself requires you to like not give a fuck about what people think of you because you're allowing yourself to take take up space. And I really appreciate that because I I feel like I feel like I second guess myself so much and especially when I'm recording the podcast on my camera, I can see how long I've been recording for and I'm like, oh my god, I'm already recording for this long and I still have so much more to say and I just get in my head too much and I worry too much about what people think of me. So with this podcast, I've been a little bit more open about telling people about it and talking about it in the beginning i was definitely a little bit more like oh my god like don't bring it up don't bring it up but now i think of it as something more professional something that can help me with my career and so i bring it up to job interviews people that are interviewing me and recruiters at internships and everything and i will just talk about it a lot more and i'm just more open with it putting it in my instagram bio was a huge thing for me because people will see that and they have and I haven't gotten anything negative out of doing that, you know, so I am more open with this podcast and I think maybe that's just because I'm more proud of what's being put out there because it's more authentic to me. These are my pure thoughts and my thoughts will always be true to me, but you know, at least I'm able to 
also tell myself like maybe they're not maybe i'm bullshitting this whole thing and i think that's what i love about how i have made it a self-reflection podcast where i'm not perfect i'm a work in progress i'm gonna mess up and i don't really understand myself or what i'm saying and that might cause me to contradict myself a lot of the times and i own up to that whatever i don't give a fuck i'm just talking i'm rambling i'm oversharing it is what it is but the insecurities have definitely always been something that is deep within me of like caring about what other people think about me which i don't know if that will ever stop but that's who i have always been and i've also been someone that has craved connection and i talked about this in my last episode where i said like i am a hater to my core but i'm also a lover and especially now i'm going more into my loving era where i'm trying to be more open to love but i'm also still such a hater in my head and that is a contradiction but i think both of them just kind of feeds into me craving connection wanting to be loved and feeling resentment because i don't feel loved wanting attention and wanting something that other people have and that's why i hate when people can do it so easily and i can't but at my very core i'm also someone that loves a lot and i just want that for myself because i give it out so much so i want to receive it as well and it gets frustrating that i don't get that so it comes out as like this hatred that is very confusing i understand it might be confusing maybe i'll have to go a little bit more into it in a different episode but one of the ways that i do love to express that love is through capturing memories and that is something that has also been very true to me is someone that has always pulled out their camera records a moment takes pictures does all of that i have always been that bitch like people used to say katie is always quick with the snap because i used to always have snapchat ready if anything was happening snapchat is ready put it on my story save it whatever and i think little by little i started losing this in the past year especially because the first heartbreak that i went through i had pictures and videos of us and then he broke my heart and i was like stuck with all these pictures and videos where i was like this fucking sucks like next time you meet someone like don't take pictures don't take videos don't take memories and it'll happen when i'm drunk for sure i love taking videos when i'm drunk but it's such a disheartening rule that i created for myself that was so subconscious i think that i really just was so afraid to capture those memories because of what people might think of me or what they might say and now it sucks because the person that i cared for the most is the person that i have the least amount of memories with in terms of photos and videos so that really sucks and maybe i would have had to delete them anyways but just having had them at some point would have been nice to kind of look back on i guess but it is what it is and now i know that hey there's nothing wrong with taking pictures and videos you never know what might happen and if something bad happens just look back on them and then delete them it's okay And a really big one for me is the place that I grew up. I realize that I will always be tethered to this place because I've spent pretty much my entire life there. And mind you, when I was actually living there, I hated it. I hated living where I used to live. 
and even though all my family lived there and is pretty much where I spent all of my teenage kid memories I just hated being there I felt so trapped there and I had to leave in order to appreciate it because the reason that I didn't do this episode last week was because I was going home and I wanted to see how I felt about being in my old childhood bedroom and being surrounded by my family and being in this area that not everybody knows about it's not a small town but there's not much to do there and it's just kind of random I feel like so I just wanted to sit with the place for a while and I do feel reminiscent of it I do feel that I'm able to appreciate it a lot more especially when I look to the other people that live there that I don't know who they are but it's like what are the odds that we all live here and we all kind of know the area even if we didn't all grow up here we're all just here living in this spot and I went to Starbucks and it's like oh we're all at this random ass Starbucks in this random ass town and I am glad that I'm able to look back at my hometown with more love and more admiration because I just felt so much pain when I was living there and I think a big emphasis that I've always tried to remind myself of but with my hometown I can never do it is that it's not the places that are bad it's kind of like the people and the memories but the places themselves don't really do much but I know that if I were to move back I would probably hate it again I would hate living there so I don't think that I want to ever spend the rest of my life there I don't I even though like my family lives there and I love my family I would love to go back there all the time it's not somewhere where I think I want to like spend the rest of my life here I want to raise my kids here I want to start a new life here I want to do so much more somewhere else and I think I'm okay with that even though it it sucks having to travel farther and farther away from home I can see my hometown as something that is to my core something that I'm connected with forever and I'm able to appreciate that a lot more now so accepting that my hometown is a part of me is so silly but it's it's making me like a little emotional but yeah it's something that I'm accepting more and who I used to be in this little hometown was this quirky funny girl that's who I pretty much was throughout middle school and high school I was still like this really depressed kind of girl like honestly like I was always in a mood but I was very weird I would say and I think I just wanted to make people laugh a lot of the times and I remember I would tell myself like I don't do it on purpose but when I do do it on purpose it's not as funny but I'll just say stupid shit and then people will start laughing and I don't think that I am this way anymore. I think I can be, but I think I'm too in my head nowadays and think about like, should I say this? Do you think people will laugh? And then a lot of times they don't. So I still have those moments. I still think she's in there somewhere. That little quirky girl that likes to make people laugh and everything. And I think that, you know, it was so important for me to have that part where I could make people laugh and have like a big personality because when I was younger, I was very insecure with myself and so I thought people are not going to pay attention to me anyways. You know, they're not going to pay attention to me if I didn't do this. So if I could grasp onto a little bit of attention and make myself feel a little bit useful, make myself feel a little bit better about the kind of person that I am, 
I'm gonna try to make some people laugh. And that's just kind of the personality that I gave off and became. And I was a little embarrassed of it sometimes because sometimes people will send me videos of like these really random quirky girls on like TikTok or something and be like, hey, this reminded me of you. And I'm like, that's so embarrassing. I'm like, am I really like, was I really like that? That's, that's, that's awful. But it's not awful. I don't know. I think I'm just embarrassed because I thought I gave off this cool girl vibe sometimes and I really wasn't doing that. But because I think I lost a little bit of who I was of like that little quirkiness, funny girl stuff. When I do have those moments where she comes out and people give me that compliment of like, oh, you're so funny or what you said was really funny or you make me laugh. It feels like so special now. I don't know. It just feels so rare, I think, compared to when I used to make people laugh. And now when they like point it out, I'm like, you really think like I'm funny? I think that is such a top tier compliment saying you're funny, you know, and having someone tell me that like, yeah, I like being around you because you make me laugh. I'm like, oh, I'm a clown to you. But it was it was a nice compliment. It's like being able to make someone genuinely laugh and just seeing that in their face that they're like they like what you're saying and you're not even really thinking about it and you're just saying shit and they're just laughing at it it's such a good feeling and I am kind of still like this but I think I've lost a lot of it and I think the reason for that is because I became more confident in how I looked and I focused more on my physical appearance so my physical attraction made me let that part of myself go because I wanted to have a personality to make up for my physicality when I was a teenager, which is so sad, but that's pretty much what it was. And now that I feel that I'm prettier, I'm more mature, I am more of a woman, I guess, I feel like I am able to just focus on that instead of making people laugh and having an actual personality, you know? So I think that might be partially the reason why I am no longer full of that quirky, weird energy. That's so sad. (laughs) It sucks, but that's how it is. But I think despite my insecurities and this weird transition from I used to have a personality and that all went to my physical appearance I think the girl that I used to be was a lot more confident about who she was so yeah I might not have thought I was pretty I might not have thought I was attractive but I was a lot more sure about what I was interested in what I liked to do in my free time and now I'm lost on that stuff that's part of the reason why I'm like here you know to figure out what I love to do again and it's it's a hard process because I think back to like what did I used to even love to do and it's hard because it's no longer very present in my life so I'm not able to think back on it until I watched those YouTube videos again And I made a whole video about my journal collection. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I still have 
so many of my journals but i totally forgot that i was like literally obsessed with collecting them every time i would go to like target or something i would just get a journal and i still go to the journal section in target but i don't think about let me grab this one for my collection so that is something that i'm like wow i used to love collecting journals and just using them for whatever reason and i lost part of that and i'm also a writer so i think my writing flourished before i got involved with guys i think the lack of experience allowed me to believe that there was something greater out there there were so many possibilities so much more life to live that i want to do you know and i have experienced what i've experienced now and i'm like "Mm, it's not that great it's cool i guess to have some sort of freedom and explore what i used to like dream about but now i'm just more stuck with my experiences instead of using my imagination and trying to create story ideas that are not things that happen to me and just kind of create a narrative and now i'm really really stuck on let me base this story off of this real event that happened to me and i'm really having a hard time separating myself from my writing at my core i was also a fangirl and i've been bringing this up because I think 90% of the time that's who I was. I was a freaking fangirl and I just loved writing fanfiction. And that part of me I used to suppress so hard. I would never say those words out loud. But now that I don't do it anymore, I think I'm able to just be like, yeah, I used to write fanfiction about all these types of fandoms. And I had a hard time sticking with finishing what I was already writing. But I just would spend most of my free time writing stories writing fan fiction i don't like the life that i live right now so i'm going to write myself into this imaginary world and do my little own little storyline and maybe there's love involved because i've never got to experience love and there's these things i'm never gonna be able to do this and so there was so much more possibility and the lack of experience definitely made me a bigger dreamer and now that i've done more things i just kind of think of the world in a more mundane way which is very unfortunate but maybe at some point i can just kind of let that go and get more into what else is out there because i have not experienced everything and with me trying to get back into poetry that's something that is going to be very true to like my experiences still so it's hard it's hard definitely i think for me nowadays to use my imagination and be a little bit more creative but i don't know it's a work in progress but that is who i used to be i used to be a big dreamer i used to be someone that was more hopeful about what was out there and now that i'm at the place where i wanted to be i'm kind of like what else is out there is this really it it's not really giving what it was supposed to be giving And I'm going to try to rush through this last part because I've been talking for so long, but this is the longest part of my notes. Who I am now. Who I am now is a sad bitch. Not going to lie. I think right now I definitely have a very broken spirit. And that is because so much of who I am now is because of the heartbreak that I've experienced. I think after I got involved with guys and got involved with romantic situations and I guess adulthood in general, I've just felt so much pain and heartbreak and disappointment that it has crushed my soul little by little. And I actually had someone tell me, my friend told me like after my first heartbreak, she was like, you know, before him, you used to be fun. You used to be a fun person to be around, so full of life and energy. And now it's just, 
all about him and she was pretty much saying that was pretty much all about my sadness and I was just all about my heartbreak and I just wasn't as fun as I used to be and that really sucked I'm not gonna lie that was a really shitty thing to say but what a wake-up call because I do end up being that kind of person of like my whole personality revolves around guys and especially after heartbreak I can't stop talking about the people that I used to love and the people that broke my heart and I know so many of my friends are tired of me talking about them so I try to restrict myself which really sucks because then it leads to me having a mental breakdown and not being able to call anyone because I know they're fucking tired of hearing it but whatever that's that's kind of how it became like I said I valued my physicality once I became a little bit more mature I guess more developed and I validated what men thought about me more over my own personality because what the male gaze is pretty much is you know the lack of personality in a woman isn't it you kind of just view women as an object so I became the object and now I don't know who I am and I said this in my first episode when I separate myself from everyone else who am I who am I really to my core by myself without the influence of other people and I don't really know I'm very much struggling with trying to figure that out because of my obsession and my my, my, steps, <laughs> my obsessive behaviors with other girls and with wanting to be loved. And I think there's always been that sense of dependency within me. I've always wanted to depend on someone. And at the same time, I felt I have always been very alone. So there is that kind of battle between needing someone and then feeling like I've never really had someone so of course there's going to be that desperation of needing to feel safe with someone needing to depend on someone needing to be able to trust someone and I don't think I have been able to do that at least not in a romantic sense and I did talk about it in therapy a little bit where it's like you know I I need to feel safe with someone and I really do want that for myself because I think for a very large portion of my life I have lacked safety I've lacked the feeling of safety and feeling like I, I can just be calm and not worried in a situation especially in the past year it has just been full-on anxiety the whole year once I will finally get to that place where I can feel safe and secure that is going to be like a big breath of relief but i think because my spirit has been broken i think i've definitely become a little bit more scared of the world not in the sense of like going out like i'm a local club rat you know i've been going out but i think i'm just scared of people i guess i don't defend myself as much as i used to i don't stand up for what i know i deserve and I got to a really bad place of like begging for people and that really sucks because I used to be like all right you're not treating me very well so I'm a go and you know those opportunities never really came that much but to the point where I was able to do that and now I've gone to a place where I was literally begging someone to be with me that seems like a downgrade to me I do think I've been regressing and I don't have that excitement anymore to meet people and that might somewhat be a good thing because I used to get so attached to people but at the same time it's like 
oh like i used to have so many crushes in high school every person i saw that was cute oop i have a crush on him and now now it's more like i don't see how i can really connect with someone again and that's why i feel like it's a little bit more dangerous i think it's pros and cons pros is that i'm not getting super attached super fast but at the same time i don't know maybe i will be doing that sometime and the con is am i like restricting myself from forming a deep connection with someone that could end up being very good for me i don't know i think i'm just still very hurt so i'm a little cautious right now but the need to jump onto another person again and focus all my attention on them is gone but i don't think it's gone in like a healthy way i think it's gone in like i'm just very heartbroken my spirit is broken i don't have much hope for love anymore so yeah that's a little bit more sad but in a more positive note with college and going to college and moving for that i think i've definitely become a little bit more adventurous and a lot more open I've tried new foods, I have gone to new places, and I've been like changing my appearance, which seems a little bit more like, oh, maybe you shouldn't do that, but I think of it more as like going out of my comfort zone, because changing my hair from black, which I had for like 21 years of my life, to like this kind of like ombre-ish balayage kind of thing we got going on, I was literally like low-key freaking out a little bit because I was getting very emotionally attached to my black hair and now I'm getting emotionally attached to my hair that I have now that I'm thinking about changing so I think changing your appearance can be a very good thing about stepping out of your comfort zones and kind of like letting go of those attachments and like letting go of things in a more graceful kind of way so I think I'm definitely a lot more open to stuff like that and a lot more open to change which is good but when it comes to me personally i don't think that i am anything special and i mentioned in my episode about being a woman that i used to be that girl that was like i'm so different from everyone else i have so much more to offer i'm a rare occurrence in terms of like the girl world i don't think that way anymore (laughs) i don't know if there is anything special about me I don't think I've had a very unique experience in terms of my life. Anything that I feel like I've gone through and I'm the only person that's gone through it? Nope. No, it's not. It's not. And when that question comes up of like, what do you offer to the table? I'm like, bitch, I don't know. Love and affection. I think that's like my strong suit is how much I love. But other than that, I don't know. I'm just kind of like an, an ordinary girl and... I don't know what makes me stand out. Maybe nothing. And I do think this podcast makes me stand out nowadays. Not gonna lie. It has made me stand out a little bit. The reactions that I get from people when they're like, you have a podcast? No way. Yeah. So that's cool. But I still don't think I stand out that much, which I think can be a good thing. I think not standing out makes me work harder because I used to have this idea of like, I am one in a million so i'm not going to put the work in because people should just know off the bat that i am that bitch i am that person that is going to reach all this fame and success so i'm barely even going to try because it's just going to be given to me it's something that is meant for me whereas now i'm like "Mm, no i don't think that's true (laughs) um i don't think 
of myself so highly, I guess. I don't know. I, I think I should think of myself highly, but to the point where I don't put work in because I feel like everything should be handed to me. That sounds like nepotism. <laughs> what would I know? I'm not a Nebo baby, but I don't know. I just thought that was a funny thing to say. It probably wasn't. But anyways, yeah, because of that, I think I am more ambitious because I'm like, you know what? I don't know how I stand out. So let me try to find a way to stand out, especially with trying to find a job and try to find opportunities and everything going into the real world. What is going to make me stand out from everyone else? Let me work towards that. Let me do something for myself. So I think the question that I have to answer is, what would my younger self think of me? Would my younger self even like me? And considering my younger self had very different morals, I think to an extent, yes, she would. Because my younger self was, of course, someone that wanted to be loved. And I still feel that way. But I think my younger self was more concerned with, am I ever going to be attractive to someone? Is someone ever going to like me? Is someone ever going to think that I'm pretty? And now that I have proof that guys that I've liked think that I'm cute too and they've liked me back, I think if my younger self knew that, she'd be like, yes, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. But no, that's not all you wanted. You wanted that connection with someone, which I'm still searching for. I'm still hoping that's out there, but slowly losing hope, but trying to keep my heart open. But that's hard to like think about what my younger self would think of me because my younger self was kind of she was she was kind of she was weird like I said but she she was kind of a loser (laughs) she was very against drinking and smoking and I think that's just because I knew that I was never going to be able to do that as a teenager so I was just like I don't need to do those things to have fun now I do those whenever I can (laughs) and it is fun I don't know who that girl was and I definitely have said that in the past year of like I look you know I was not this girl a year ago and you know what would she think of me now and I've definitely done a lot of things and I'm like well I never thought that I would do that so she might judge me a little bit honestly my younger self I hopefully she's somewhat proud of the person that I became but I think again to my core Something that me and her have in common is that like overwhelming sadness. And I used to write that in my old journals of like, I am afraid that I am always going to feel this way. And I still think that nowadays. So I'm starting to see how this might just be a very like, more like a mental thing that I need to look more into. Because there was one point where I was like doing really good and like being really ambitious, getting all my shit done. And then now... I don't know if it's because midterms are here and I'm really sick of like assignments and doing all these things that I'm like, I just want to take an eternal nap. So um, the mood fluctuates, but my younger self, I think part of me has to learn how to forgive her for all the things that she did because I tried to like say like, I wish I could hug my younger self. I wish I could do this and she didn't deserve that. But I think part of me also has to take accountability for the person that I was because I resent so much of what I didn't do because of that person. So yeah, we're taking accountability for the people we used to be. So that's going to be a fun thing to uncover on my own. But in terms of this new person, uh, I don't really know her, which is why I've been saying nowadays, I don't know who I am. 
I don't know what I like to do. I don't know what interests me. I don't know what makes me happy. And discovering that can be fun, can be interesting. Um, But right now, it's just been very sad to think about like, you know, I used to be so sure of myself and now I'm a lot more lost. And I even remember crying to my friend in the past year. One time I said, you know, I don't know who this person is when I was talking about myself. I don't recognize this person because I was just so distraught. I was so heartbroken and I was so mean to myself I was putting myself in such a terrible situation for myself and I knew it was terrible for me and there was just so much hatred for myself in that moment because I just didn't know who this person was she was a complete stranger and now now that I'm putting this heartbreak behind me or working through it I guess this is the first time that I'm like getting over someone naturally like I'm not jumping from another person to someone else hopefully I can stick with that because I said this before and then I messed up But, you know, I am trying to get over this person naturally and it really sucks um, because I have urges sometimes and I'm just I'm just trying to really fix what was done to me as a person, my psyche, my emotions, my soul. But I just know that I never want to go through that heartbreak again. And heartbreak has been a very defining thing for me in terms of the person that I've become. Because I'm just so scared now of like what people's intentions are and what can happen to me. And maybe that's why I'm a little bit more sheltered and closed off and afraid to meet other people and afraid to go out there sometimes and I get a little overwhelmed. But I'm going to relieve myself from this resentment that I have for so many people and I've been doing that. I guess I'm going on more of like a forgiveness journey. I'm forgiving people that I thought I would never forgive And I just thought I would keep that resentment for them the whole time. But I just think I have been looking at people as more human and realizing like, hey, you know, they're not terrible people. They're human and I'm human. And it's a very, very difficult journey that I've been embarking on because there are so many times where I just want to slip up and just do the same thing that I'm comfortable with, the same routine, the same toxic habits and unhealthy patterns And I know that I can't do that because I have been telling myself over and over, I want to change. I want to get better. I want that safety and security that I have been desperate for since I was a kid. This new person, she is a stranger to me as well, but a nice stranger, someone that I am going to get to know. And I'm excited for that. All right, that was the episode. Hopefully it makes sense. I was trying to be a little bit more authentic in how I was presenting myself. So I did stutter and I did take time to think about what I was talking about. And I was just going with the flow a little bit, thinking about whatever was coming to my head and whatever I wanted to say and didn't want to say. But if you like the podcast, be sure to follow. Leave a little review if you like. Or if you want to reach out to me on the Instagram, it's at SolitaPod, same as the TikTok at SolitaPod. My personal Instagram is at underscore Katie Torres and my personal TikTok and Twitter are at Y2Katie and everything is going to be linked in the show notes. And this weekend, I will definitely be taking a shot for the girl I used to be. Love her, miss her, but she's gone and it's okay. All right, love you, bye.